Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week, we're going to take a look at the relationship between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka Tano. And we're going to come at it from different angles, I have a feeling. Because I think I've (laughs) researched... So, okay, when I was trying to figure out what angle I wanted to take in this discussion, I think I took the darker route. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know why. It just seems to come naturally to me, but... (laughs) It ended up being, I guess I'll say, I'll phrase it like this. I ended up exploring the more, uh, the more difficult side of Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. Because like Mm -hmm. any family, (laughs) which her, Anakin, and Obi-Wan were, there are ups and downs. And I look at Obi-Wan as a father figure to both Anakin and her. Or, like, the uncle with two unruly uh, (laughs) children in the family that he has to babysit. And, you know, here, you can have them back, you know, when they're done. So, yeah, God, give them back at the end of the day. Except he never gets to give them back. And I don't think he would, even if he wanted to. But so I'm interested to hear your take on their relationship because it's definitely good. And and I'll say not so good because it's not bad. There are moments where I feel a little disappointed sometimes in both of them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow because I revere them both so much, you know. It's very true. I, you know, the beautiful thing about Ahsoka is she is the balance between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yes, I wrote that down. Oh, did you? Well, of course you did. I'd say. Yay. (laughs) I mean, it's obvious, right? Because what she becomes is she has the impulsiveness and the, you know, will go to rescue anyone in a moment's notice. You know, the loyalty that Anakin had, you know, for the ones he cared for. And then she also had the fortitude and the thoughtfulness and the, hmm, let's think about this for just a split second more than Anakin would part of Obi-Wan, you know? Definitely. I think that's that was mostly the approach I had with my analysis was the way she takes the best of both of them. Mm-hmm. And she, like you just said, she has like Anakin's strength is yeah. really obvious yeah, in yeah, her, yeah. and and the the need to help people because there's so many times in Clone Wars where she's ready to help and Obi Wan pumps the brakes and is like, if we help, we'll make things worse. Yeah, like we. Step back and see the larger picture, which is something by the end of Clone Wars, she's able to, and like beyond, you know, well beyond Clone Wars, because obviously she's still going. Um, she is much more like Obi-Wan in that sense, where she is able to see the bigger picture mm-hmm. and not just hyper focus on what's right in front of her. And, and I think that's one of the coolest parts of Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, actually both of them, because mm-hmm. they're... They're both obviously fucking badasses, right? They're really fucking good at 
combat and strategy, but then to also know when you need to step back from that, which mm-hmm. is something Anakin struggled with a lot. Yeah, and I think Ahsoka really grew into it, which, I mean, it's part of her character arc. We see it, she matures uh, more so than Anakin ever did. Yeah. Yeah, in- into this very even, mm-hmm. wise character that I-, I love. And sometimes, you know, she's not... That doesn't mean she's not passionate just oh, because no. she's very, yeah. you know, steady all the time. You could see the passion that she has and and the emotion. Well, Obi-Wan is, Obi-Wan's passionate. We see it in the Kenobi show. He's very passionate, yeah. but he still holds that level of consistent, like, think before you, you know, think this through, but still, yeah. you know, has a reason, a passion behind what he's doing and Obviously, you see that in Ahsoka. I, I guarantee we'll see that in the show because she's more mature yeah. in the show coming up. Yeah. And I still like referencing back to our James Arnold Taylor interview. I loved when he said that about Obi-Wan, that he, as a performer, sees Obi-Wan as having a lot going on internally that we never see because mm-hmm. he's always making that choice to take the steady path, the like more thoughtful path of, you know, being more diplomatic, not rushing in. Even though his instinct might be to be that way, he's learned to behave, you know, with more control. And that's the difference, right? Ahsoka learned. Anakin right. just never learned. Right. He couldn't help. I mean, like, what is that meme that, like, you can sum up all of the prequels with Obi-Wan going, Anakin, wait, no! exactly. (laughs) I mean, trial and error, right? I have a pin right here from one of our friends. She made the pin, but it's Yoda's quote. Is it Anna's pin? Yeah. Hi, Anna. The greatest teacher (laughs) failure is. But I, like, have that up here because, okay, Anakin, knock, knock, who's there? (laughs) failure over and over and over and the man still didn't learn until it was until the very end we'll say finally had his chance but ahsoka it just took took a whole long time but he got there you know what (laughs) fashionably late Uh. (laughs) (laughs) but ahsoka in all of her wiseness her wit her the what the wisdom she gained from a young age, watching a mess and a hotter mess as her two teachers. <laughs> she said, hmm, I'm going to pick from this assortment of mess and take yeah. the best of both worlds. And she did. And there are a lot of really nice moments between Obi-Wan and Ahsoka in this. But yeah, I did notice, and when I say in this, I mean Clone Wars, because obviously that's it. Right. That's the only time we see Obi-Wan and Ahsoka because the Obi-Wan show did not bring Ahsoka <laughs> into it at all. <laughs> they could have, but we've covered that. Um, yeah. I do notice that, and maybe it's in a stark contrast to Anakin because it's such a stark contrast, that Obi-Wan keeps Ahsoka a little bit at arm's length, whereas mm-hmm. her and Anakin are like brother and sister. But if you yeah. take the Kadavo arc, he ke- Anakin keeps her out of his past with slavery and where he came from. And it's Obi-Wan who has to talk to her yeah, and let her in. 
So And she turns to him yeah. when Anakin pushes her away. She turns to Obi-Wan specifically. And Obi-Wan is able to like inform her with without disrespecting Anakin's Correct. privacy. You know, he tells her just enough so she gets it. Yeah, and and she knows that she can go to Obi-Wan for that, which I think is great because to be a good leader, you have to have trust. And I think that's one of the things that Obi-Wan has effortlessly with his clones, his Padawan, his former Padawan, you know, whatever labels you want to put on these. I mean, he just, people trust him because he's steady, he's consistent. I mean, you can say a lot of things about Obi-Wan, but you can't say he's not consistent. You know? That's true. He's true. very consistent. Yes. <laughs> so I he think... He also leads by example. I he think does. He doesn't ask... He doesn't ask of others what he wouldn't do himself. Mm-mm. And I think that's why we see so much loyalty from, like, Cody. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's easy to forget, too, that... Obi-Wan is, obviously, he's a Jedi Master, but if you look at his relationship with everyone, including Anakin and Ahsoka, in the Grand Army, he's everyone's commanding officer. He is. He is. He is. He's the leader of the Seventh Sky Corps, which is, the 501st is part of that. So Obi-Wan is actually the Grand General of, like, multiple legions. That's kind of (laughs) hot. Right? (laughs) (laughs) He just, it doesn't seem like it because he's just so friendly and, you know, not imposing. Handles it casually. Yes. (laughs) I I don't know. He's just a badass. But you're right. He does. I mean, there's an example of someone not letting a title go to his head. He's just, you know, Obi-Wan. I can go to Obi-Wan for this, you know? Yeah. He can be both things. Yeah. Right? Like, he can be the diplomatic Jedi master with status, or he could just be someone you can trust and like turn to in a moment. And I think Ahsoka is actually that way also. Mm -hmm. Cause she, she's kind of aloof in rebels and, and Mando, you know, like, yeah, she's, she's not letting anyone even Grogu. She doesn't want to train him. I don't blame her. Look at what the fuck happened. I, and that's what I want to talk about. I actually want to talk about uh, Ahsoka leaving the Order and Obi-Wan's involvement in it. Because mm-hmm. it's at the very end of what we've seen as far as their relationship. And Anakin during this arc does Anakin things during this arc. His mm-hmm. character is exactly the same through the whole... He's still... Rushes to her aid, wants to be her friend, come talk to me. This isn't right. You guys are, you know, you you set this up as a formality for the, the trial and all this stuff. He's like hot-headed and, and passionate mm-hmm. and, and on Ahsoka's side and wants to see facts and, and, you know, all this stuff. And Obi-Wan is surprising in that he's caught in a hard spot. He's all of these titles we just talked about and he's on the council and he knows it, but he knows Ahsoka as well. He doesn't argue against what Anakin's saying either. And he never says anything about Ahsoka during her trial, you know, in the order when the order is, you know, before she goes before the, the chancellor, he doesn't he's mysteriously quiet. And then he defends her in private. 
and he gets voted yeah. down. And I think he should have said something in front of everyone when he had the chance, when Anakin kind of stepped up and said, Hey, wait a second. You already, you already have your minds made up or whatever, whatever the dialogue is. Of all the people, he could have had the most clout. That's thank you. Yes. And so it's this thing where Obi-Wan is consistent, love him (laughs) or hate him for it. He's going to play by that code. He's going to play by the rules. Even if he knows in his heart, like, this probably isn't Ahsoka. Anakin's probably right, and maybe we shouldn't make a harsh decision, but he doesn't say anything until, like, afterwards when they're kind of talking amongst themselves. And then I love, on the flip side, all of this happens, right? And then we get to season seven, and they have their interaction in the hallway there where he's like, we got to go get the Chancellor, and he's been captured by Mm -hmm. Grievous or whatever. And she's she kind of spats with them like, oh, political. You're going political again is essentially. Yep. Always the chancellor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like she, the clouds have finally dissipated from her eyes. Yeah. And it, it hasn't from them. And these are her old, like, she went to them for advice. She went to them to confide in for for assistance, for wayfinding, if you will. And And now she's on the other side, like, I don't know. It's very interesting because (laughs) Obi-Wan says, that's not fair. When she's accusing (laughs) him of, of going to the, going to get Palpatine and and doing political stuff. And she's like, I'm not trying to be, they weren't fair to her during the trial. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I I don't know if ironic is the right word for Obi-Wan being like, that's not fair. It's like, uh, okay, bro. <laughs> well, I wonder if they wrote it in there on purpose because everyone knows. Probably. Oh my gosh. And so this is the this is the complication of Ahsoka and Obi Wan because at the end of the day, Obi Wan is still like master, teacher, commander, general, whatever, and he's still like yeah. two or three levels above Ahsoka, no matter what. Yeah. And he really can't put personal... I also think, to go with that, like, Satine taught him, you can't put personal above your duty. Because, like, he... I feel like he did that to try and save her, and the galaxy slapped him down really hard. She was killed. Yes. Yes. So, yes. now, after that, he has that conversation with Anakin about... It's during that Rush Clovis thing that happens in the right. season six that, like lost missions or whatever yeah and he says you know your feelings are normal but you really have got to be careful about putting your emotion first and it's like because they can be used against you to harm the people you care about and i feel like after that he's really got everyone at arm's length you know he's just gonna do his fucking duty and stick with the code and the council and well isn't that exactly how ahsoka turns out she keeps everyone at arm she's gone through these things same as Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nope, going to keep you at arm's length, not forming a bond, not going to teach Grogu, not going to deal with this. I'm going to go in, save people, and peace out. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more similarities there between her and and Obi-Wan than meets the eye. And I think it's a delayed very obviously on the surface she's like Anakin, right? But the delayed similarities of her and Obi-Wan come later in the game 
Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Especially, and everything basically post-Revenge of the Sith, that's where they're really distilled down to who they are, right, by that point. Because they Mm -hmm. don't have as many external pulls, right? Like, Obi-Wan's no longer general. He's not even got any friends. You know, he's just him at his most, like, basic self. And so is she. They're both these abandoned people just in the galaxy who now have to choose their path for the first time. And they've never been faced with that kind of choice before oh man i i think you're so right that especially at that point you start to see how ahsoka is very much like obi-wan and her sense of control and being able to i don't know i i kind of wish we got a conversation maybe not you know on film or TV or whatever, but I I would love to know what their conversation, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka's talk would have been had they met after all of this. Maybe even before yeah. he meets up with Darth Vader and everything is revealed. Like, I just want to know, do they both, apo- would they both apologize to each other? Would they both say you were right to each other? Yeah. Because. Yeah, that's a good question. I think. After everything that happened, I think Ahsoka would look back and say, you know what? I get what Obi-Wan did now. I get why. Yeah. And I would hope that... Well, okay, so I have a question for you. I heard... You know the uh, crystal crisis on Utapau? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The extra episode that was never finished, but is yeah. still technically canon. And there's that conversation between Anakin and Obi-Wan about Ahsoka leaving the Order. Yeah. So... There's this line that I have always interpreted one way, and I just heard someone else interpret it completely opposite, and it it makes me wonder what your thoughts are on it. Okay. It's when Obi-Wan says that a Jedi, part of being a Jedi is not letting emotion cloud your decision or your judgment, and that's exactly what Ahsoka did, even in her moment of, like, even in her greatest moment of need or something like that. And I always thought that meant that she didn't let like emotion cloud her judgment that she decided to leave the order because she knew she needed distance and time but Uh someone else interpreted it as obi-wan blaming ahsoka and being like a not very good jedi she left under heightened emotion she let her emotion decide that she was going to leave and i never took it that way but what are your thoughts on it no i i can't see number one i can't see obi-wan being vindictive like that like, what, what would he gain yeah, like, by saying that, especially to Anakin? Right. Because Anakin was saying that she was wrong, that, like, she kind of let him down by leaving. Well, yeah, that's Anakin being like, me, 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 all the way home, you know? So <laughs> look what it did to me. Look how she left me. Look at what she left me with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never would have thought of Obi-Wan thinking that way about Ahsoka in such a negative term. I always took it as he respected her decision because she made it on her own. She didn't need any adult deciding for her. That was what was right for her, and she made that decision. Yeah, and that seems more like an Obi-Wan answer. And he would use, if Anakin's emotional and and I'm disappointed in her and she left me, whatever, which kind of goes against 
him standing there watching her go. It's kind of, the, I always felt like they left with this undercurrent of understanding of like, you get me, right? And he says, yeah. Yes. But it's never spoken. Yes. yes. But it's always that, okay, you agree to go your separate ways with a partner, right? And it's all hunky-dory and you know you're not good for each other, whatever. But then like a month later, you're like, why the fuck did I let them go? I What could I have done? Yeah. I bet you it's the same mindset. Anna can sit here a couple months later like, yeah. What could I have done? And why did she do that? And why didn't we try harder? And, you know, all these things that I'm trying to think yeah. like an Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> think like an Anakin <laughs> or don't. But I could see Obi-Wan <laughs> taking that and trying to turn it into a, a lesson for Anakin. So that would fit into mm-hmm. that. Not not the vindictive, but the not the accusatory. Right. But the, well, and- well Anakin, dot, dot, dot. And later in episode seven, one of my favorite moments between episode seven, season seven. Yes. <laughs> I don't what even know what episode, episode seven? seven is. <laughs> <laughs> season seven, episode 10 is one of my favorite interactions between Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. And that's when he tells her that Anakin's on this special mission, you know, to spy on the Chancellor. And Ahsoka says, uh, Asking me to help convince Anakin that the council has got his best interest in mind. You're asking the wrong person. Wrong and Obi-Wan person. says, that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. Which implies that, like, he also agrees with her that this is a terrible thing that they're making Anakin do. But it also makes me wonder, like, is he asking her to maybe convince Anakin? Like, if this is wrong for you, maybe you could step away like Ahsoka did. It's, yeah. Like, instead of turning to the dark side, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just just walk away. Don't do it. But, you know, I think Obi-Wan at that point, there was maybe so much friction between them. Yeah. And enough of these moments that Obi-Wan thought that Anakin, I'm sorry, that Ahsoka could be the only one to speak to to Anakin and that raises all these things of like what if Anakin uh, what if Ahsoka had gone to Mustafar with Anakin instead of Obi-Wan and they had that yeah. fight there I, that would have ended badly I don't think Ahsoka would have came out on top I don't either as good as she was I think that too many emotions yeah and like the fact that Obi-Wan was perfectly matched him the whole time they're fighting they couldn't even get a, a blow on each other they said because they're like perfect mirrors to each yeah, other I, that's so poetically beautiful and heartbreaking i know we should do like a whole episode on the mustafar fight because it's fucking awesome actually we <laughs> should do that yes <laughs> <laughs> and talk about mm. why mustafar is just awful <laughs> but cinematically yeah. great for a final battle <laughs> Well, and I really like how it's the opposite of their battle in uh, the Kenobi series. You know, it's like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. The color schemes are flipped, and it's this barren, dry, dead landscape, as opposed to Muzaffar, which is this, like, dynamic, lava-burning, crazy-changing landscape. You could think of the lava churning and burning as the emotion, and then by the time they get to where they are in Kenobi, it's cold. Yeah. It's gone dead. So. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I know some people didn't like that environment, but I really thought it was a really nice symbol oh, of no. what was going on in their internal landscape. It had to be that dramatic 
It had to be. Of course it did. (laughs) It just had to be. When we're talking about a Skywalker and a Kenobi, it has to be drama. Please. It has to be. Anyway. (laughs) We're off on a tangent now, but I... Basically, what I'm saying is I don't think Ahsoka would have made it out of Mustafar. And I think it's because you got two emotional people. Now, when she battles Vader in Rebels, she's grown. She's had that distance. She's done all that. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Much different. Yeah. Plus, there's all that, you know, in-between worlds business that nobody knows anything about. So, God, I know. Whatever. I know. It's, uh, I'm confused. Yeah. (laughs) So we were supposed to pick favorite moments, right? Yeah. Well, mine is, I told you mine already, one of my favorites. And it's just such a... Oh, you did? It's just such a small moment. My moment takes place on Mortis. And it's just the tiny moment where Ahsoka's fixing the ship. And Anakin's gone off to be evil. And um, (laughs) she's fixing the ship or whatever. And Obi-Wan comes back and hands her a cup of calf. And it's, yeah. you know, she has those goggles, you know, the working goggles. and She looks so badass in this. She really I does. It. And I, I kind of like mechanic Ahsoka, but yeah, it's just such a nice, like, homey thing. Like, here, I know you've been working. Have a sip of this. It'll warm yeah. you up. You know, it's the sharing. Yeah. He need, He knows her needs. He's aware. He's, you know, emotionally intelligent enough to see, like, perhaps she's distressed. Here's a cup of something. You know, and I like yeah. that about Obi-Wan. He, he's, his his care level is more subtle than like Anakin swooping in and being like, do you need a hug or something? You know. <laughs> do you need me to force, force choke some? Hug yeah, <laughs> force hug you. I don't know. I just think it's a sweet moment. It's not a very big moment, but it's a sweet moment. And I've always liked it. It was such a little touch that they didn't have to add. Yeah, I one of mine is actually from the same arc because it's there's a lot of because Anakin's off doing his like tormented, you know, yes, dark side thing. Yes. So Obi-Wan <laughs> and Ahsoka are more together in that arc than in other ones. Um, but I love the moment where the father is making Anakin choose between mm. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka and mm. Obi-Wan says, save Ahsoka. Like he's so mm. selfless that he's like, don't even question it. Like, just save your Padawan. Yeah. I, I loved that. It's such a, it's like one line and that's it. But I loved that. He's so unassuming with how, like, vital he is, though. Obi-Wan? Yeah. Yeah, I know. He doesn't even think about it. And, <laughs> but in that moment, even, he's the one who gets through Anakin's emotional state and says, like, the planet is the force. Like, Use that. Yes. If you're, if you're not going to make a choice, here's what you could possibly do. <laughs> and and I also wonder if he, he says, like, save Ahsoka because that would be harder for him to lose his Padawan than to lose his master. I don't know. And then he does anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars is pain. It's <laughs> awful. Do you have another yeah. moment? I do. I have one that's super random, kind of. Um, and it's from an arc I hardly ever watch because it's just kind of one of those devastating arcs where at the end it's just really sad. The Onderon arc. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Castilla and Saw yeah. Guerrero. Yeah. So I like there's this moment where Stila and Saw and all their, I don't know if they're insurgents or partisans or whatever they're calling themselves at this point in time, but they go through the city and start kind of making a show of force and then they all regroup and come back while the Jedi are just kind of observing while the soldiers are doing this and they all come Mm -hmm. back and regroup and Obi-Wan turns to Ahsoka in front of everyone and says, what did you observe, Padawan? And she says, the people were afraid. And I love that moment because he already knows the answer, mm-hmm. but he wants to see if she's been, you know, learning and observing. But it's also said in this way where he kind of respects her opinion. So it's it's kind of like he knows that she knows, but he wants her to say it out loud so that everyone else in the room can hear it. And coming from, like, the younger person, the student observed yeah. it even, so that maybe that has more weight with the soldiers listening. You know, I don't know. I just really liked that moment. Yeah, that's a good one. That that arc is troublesome. It's heartbreaking, honestly. It's it's so important, though, in so many ways. Yeah, it is, and for her, especially, because she's supposed to be doing her duty, and this is after a bunch of other, like, really hard, because this is season five, so she's already been through a lot, and she's having to deal with Lux Bontari at the same time, so it's like, yeah, she's, it's like the first time she needs to really do her duty and ignore that super emotional part, and she struggles with it, but ultimately, I think she kind of overcomes that at the end, so. I still don't know how I feel about him and the addition of him. I'm really torn on it, honestly. Same. Sometimes I like it, and sometimes I'm like, I know. What is this? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I get it, but I don't. I don't know. I like when they first introduce him, because he is a foil for Ahsoka. You know, he's kind of like, well, I'm a separatist, and I think I'm right, and you're a Republican, and you think you're right, or are they called Republicans? I actually don't don't know. know. (laughs) People of the Republic. Uh. Yeah. But it's the first time she starts to question that there's only one point of view, you know, mm-hmm. that there's actually multiple point of views that are valid. Just like you've always said, like even stormtroopers thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah, I like his character for that. But then the whole like romantic side of it. Well, it was always questionable. It was. It was never like an overt thing. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it is overt. I don't really remember it too well because I don't like the episodes that he's in usually, so I don't watch them. I don't think it's overt. I don't think it's overt. I think I think she's just a child. <laughs> Not a child. I'll say she's an adolescent with struggling with her emotions as all adolescents do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pfft. You're growing up around Obi-Wan and Anakin and you yeah. fall for Lux? What? Yeah, what is that? Come on. <laughs> Not with <rip>. that hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lux. Oh, my God. That hair is nothing to brag about. Anyway, what are we talking about? Do you have another one? Well, they're all dumb. They're all tiny moments. That's good, though. I think the small moments are the most telling sometimes. I like when they're... (laughs) Do they land on Felucia in the bouncy balls? 
Oh my god, I was thinking of including this moment. Yes. yes, I love that, that whole Lucia. that whole scene. When they're in the too. ship, the ship is crashing. They they uh, emergency pull. They land in the bouncy balls, which I think is a great idea. I don't know why we don't make something <laughs> like this. I I thought the same. It's really clever. I don't know. Maybe someday we'll come up with, instead of parachutes, we get bouncy balls. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure there's a, a, a weight equals mass something problem in there somewhere with the amount of force exerted. If you're bouncing, you can tear. But a scientist anyway, could figure that out. That's I'm what I'm sure. saying. Just not me. <laughs> um, where's my panel from London? Someone on that panel could figure this out. <laughs> but... When they get out of the bouncy balls and they're dusting themselves off and they're trying to figure out where they're going. And Ahsoka is just kind of looking at them like, what the fuck am I dealing with here? Yes. You know, and there's like animals and creatures around. And she's like, oh, maybe we should get going. Like, but it's they're so it's so funny. They're great through the entire episode. Ahsoka and her yeah. mini, mini interactions throughout that entire episode with Obi-Wan, her observing Obi-Wan, you know, her adding her two cents in when they're trying to figure out what to do with those villagers and stuff. I don't know. It's the little moments that, that kind of build a rapport that her and Obi-Wan have an understanding and a trust, a level of trust and a level of respect. And that's why when we get to the wrong Jedi or the Jedi that knew too much or whatever that whole sequence is of episodes where she leaves, it's so much more heartbreaking that he didn't speak up sooner or couldn't, win the Jedi Council over. Yeah. Yes. But either, both. Yeah. I know it's it's actually a really heartbreaking relationship arc that you think I've had I've had people describe relationships that fall apart in this way. And I think it's actually really smart. It's like you're putting deposits in the bank mm-hmm. and then the day you need all the money, there's no money in there. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's good. It's just like, oh, I thought we were building something, and then when I needed it, it's not there. That's and, really good, right? It that's just really such sad. A, <laughs> it is, but you know, it's that's what it feels like. You know, if you look at the very beginning of the Clone Wars movie when Ahsoka's first introduced, all the way to season seven, you know, it's quite a painful arc for totally. this bright-eyed bushy-tailed child thinking that there's a a bright future coming it's that thing where if you knew your end maybe you wouldn't even begin you know yeah but (laughs) i'm glad we don't know because the journey is what makes the end yeah Mm -hmm. is what makes the end fill in the blank however you want worthwhile yeah worth it uh, meaningful you know Whatever. It's the importance of living in the moment, right? Because if you're worrying about the future or reminiscing on the past, you you're you could be in a really dark place. It's always safest to be in the here and now. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's a great moment, though. I loved. I thought of that too, and especially that scene because Anakin is leaning against the wall, but Ahsoka is sitting at the table with Obi Wan, like actively involved in listening and learning. Yes, and. I noticed that too. And the thing is, that's her diplomatic side. Anakin's almost like nervous energy, but those yeah. two are literally listening, trying to figure out. And I like that there's a parallel between those two instead of her and Anakin. I, I think it's a well-balanced. She's yeah. well-balanced. Yeah, I like that too. 
I, I kind of love, too, the interaction in Holocron Heist, which is in season two, right at the beginning, because that whole episode is her in the library on guard duty. Oh, right? that's but true. The, yeah. At the beginning, it's because she doesn't listen to Obi-Wan, and he's actually yelling at her over the comlink, saying, you're putting <laughs> your troops at risk. It's true. And you will get on this ship. <laughs> yeah. And she just, she needs like five more minutes or something. We can do this or whatever. Yeah. And it's his first, like, lesson to her of you're not looking at the bigger picture. You're looking at what's right in front of you, and you're not seeing that there is more at play. And I like it because it's so, like, Obi-Wan in angry dad mode. It is! You know, trust the adult. He's He knows more than yeah. you do, kid. I've been through it. And that's the thing exactly. with a commander. The commander is looking at everything. And Ahsoka only sees this much of a much larger... Yeah, you got you to gotta exactly. trust your, your general for that. Yeah. Well, and she's a she's a child. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's one of those moments where I think sh- this is the wrong kind of person would be humiliated... Mm-hmm. By that, and Ahsoka is she's ashamed, but she also learns humility because of it, and it actually makes her a better Jedi overall. So, it, it's it was kind of cool to see her growing pains. You know yeah. that we actually get to see her making mistakes. Well, who can't relate with that? How many times have we thought we knew better than the person instructing us, and it came back to bite us in the ass? Right. Right. Everyone has had that experience. I'm pretty sure. The point is to learn from it, Anakin. every now and then he did but mostly no yeah i mean he was great except when he lost control (laughs) yeah that's kind of like rule number one or something (laughs) i love him for it permanent loose cannon don't care love him for it (laughs) yeah (laughs) look they're one big happy family who eventually become very unhappy but eventually become happy again Okay. Or just just mildly satisfied. Yeah, mildly satisfied. <laughs> at a great big potluck in the sky. <laughs> Join us back here next week. We're going to change subjects to something a little more serious. We're going to tell some stories from our listeners about how Star Wars has helped them through some real life struggles. And uh, most of these are probably going to be anonymous just to respect people's privacy. And obviously, we're not going to talk about them without people's permission. (laughs) We have permission. But uh, we want to share this with people so that they, you know, our listeners can see that if you're going through a hard time, you're not alone in that. So we're going to talk about how Star Wars has helped people through their real life struggles next week. Including ours. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron, head over to Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.